Hi, I'm Marty Grizzani, and this is The Marty Grizzani Show. As a full-time real estate investor and business owner, I have a real fascination of finding the key principles for business success and personal development. This show is a reflection of my personal mission to find out what truly makes somebody successful in business and in life. We will find tools and tactics that they've used to reach those levels. If you're the type of person is not satisfied with average and you have a hunger for learning that will never cease, this show is for you. Welcome to the show. Here's actually a, a legitimate question for you, right? Because a lot of people I'm sure have this question mm -hmm. is, all right, there's a couple of things that like when we're looking at, like when I'm looking at my business, we're flippers, right? And so what we have that a lot of people don't have is we have contractors, full-time contractors that mm -hmm. are on payroll. And it's an asset and a liability because if you don't have a house to flip, then that's, it's a liability, right? But it's an asset when you do because they do quality work. And so my why, I, I figured it out, is to create a company with massive predictable income that can be passed down to my son and my partner and his kids. So something that can be passed down, something that can be a generational asset that can be passed to a family member. and. Okay, so if that's what we want to do, and we, we can't pass down flipping, that doesn't work. You can pass down the knowledge you've, you've learned, certainly, which is going to be a great advantage for him that I didn't get, right? But what are some of the things you can do with this? It's okay if you want, if commercials where you want to go, and that industrial multifamily is something that you're currently focused on, and you're bringing in those types of leads. Is it, do you create a commercial management company? Because you got the people that can do the maintenance. Is it, because some of the bigger players in my town have a construction company and they own, and they own commercial real estate. They own plazas and stuff and, and multifamily and all that. So it's, do you go that way? Do you go that route? So it's just something I'm kicking around, Jeremiah, is where can we take what we already have and use what those, that, that really nice Hey, you got a team of contractors that are really good and you can trust them. What can you do to take what you have and then put it into commercial and use that? And I'm like, is it, it it's commercial management? Is it a construction company? But again, then it's another thing that takes you off your focus, which is the other problem that you can come across. But if it's you want to try to change, if you're looking to say, okay, Flipping's not forever for us, but this could be something that does take its place and at the same time use it for commercial real estate and building out a, in a, a retail plaza or an industrial building. So there's all these different things I'm thinking about. And that's, that's like my big vision quest for 2024 is like, how do you create predictable income? And at the same time, marry that with my commercial real estate. So those are my big thoughts that I'm having during this holiday. All right. So you brought up the question. You got these other verticals where you are flipping homes, but you have contractors, you have good construction guys that uh, you keep them working often. And you're wondering how, what other avenues 
or verticals could I build in business or what, where should I build my business this year based on maybe having some of those other advantages in your local market? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, and even if you think question. about like yourself, hey, if I had this at when I was starting out, what could, oh man, that would have been really good for me if because I, I was going to be able to do X or, and again, we're just, we're spitballing, but these, yeah. these are just ideas I'm coming across. Yeah, yeah, no, we were just talking about before the call, like watching Alex Ramosi's content about building service-based businesses and, and the challenge of scaling a real estate business when you're talking about real estate investment. But I, I think the thing that stands out to me is if you look at the true wealth creation of building real generational wealth that you brought up there about having something to hand down to your kids, you build a business and then you invest in real estate. That's the reality. Any right. way you slice it, because even when I started or when you're starting, if you're house flipping like you are, we were and still am. And then for me, when I was buying I was house flipping and then lost it and then went into mobile home parks. I was still just helping build someone else's business. I was just a sourcing deal finding individual contractor. And I was learning the systems around buying and selling and flipping those parks. Anyway, you slice it in the beginning, you're just building a business and then taking the cash that you build from your business and channeling it into real estate. And that's, the rich build a big business and then invest in real estate. And it for it to, as I scale and I want sustainable long-term returns, you can't do it at, you can't find absolutely outstanding deals every single month. There's a few anomalies out there, but they take so much time and effort and energy to cultivate that it's not realistic to scale doing those 50% IRR return deals it just does. They're not there. So for me, it's I'm exploring what you're talking about, where at this stage, I mean, our business is just more, more conservative returns. And we are essentially still a development company and a management company. So we are we that's how we get fees. We we manage prop, our own properties that we raise our funds for. We raise funds which is that's a fee generator. And then we do construction and capital improvements, which generates a fee, at least on the construction. But in the beginning, if I were to do it differently, I don't want to, I don't want to pivot you anywhere in any other direction. But I think at this stage, I would keep my mind open to building a service based business, a, a construction based service business. I think it's with your goals about buying multifamily and industrial and being in your market in upstate New York, I just, I don't think you need to like scale across the country and try to go buy a million different assets. I think you're doing the right thing with your real estate business, but you got to generate more capital. And what I'm noticing is you either build, you, you generate capital by building a business that's successful or you generate capital by raising capital and you are, Having you're a full time private equity firm raising funds, and that was a big trade off that I had to accept, and that's what I do now. So it's a I think you can get to your goals either direction, and but I what I know about you is if you do build a service based business that serves the region that you're in, New York, 
there's some very successful, very successful guys, entrepreneurs that have those businesses. We had a guy that invested at the year end here that we filled our funds and he put in, he, he wanted to put in as much as he possibly could. He was, I think he put in up to a million, but he wanted to put three, $4 million in the funds. And we found out he was a roofing contractor and owner of a roofing company. And there was a hailstorm this year in this part of the country. And I think he, he netted 15 million bucks to himself, like a roofing company owner. Like what the hell, what did we do wrong here? Jesus. Those boring businesses, man. 15 yeah. that. God bless them. I know, man. So it's just something that we shouldn't just dismiss it. And I think the fundamentals of business are still, it, you still have to learn all the fundamentals. If you're property managing, if you have a plumbing business or a general contracting business or your any business, any a retail business. I think the fundamentals are there. Uh, so I'd love to see if that's something you and your partner explore. I don't want to dilute your efforts, but it depends on your goals. And it sounded like to me, you weren't in the, you weren't really excited about the business of going out and raising capital and having to deploy that capital to go get returns no, at scale. I think, right. No, I think what we really want to do is use what we have and we don't need to learn that whole new business and there's such a need right it's only gonna get worse you got to think about millennials and then the younger generation that are people are buying houses can't do i can't do much and i own a flipping company i, I don't know the ins and outs of remodeling uh, of like myself i know oh, yeah. who that can do it i got my i'm the best at that finding the who that can do it and finding really good talent but for me to do it myself i'm incompetent and it's only going to get worse for people that have no clue on these things. So it's that is a big opportunity is that blue collar stuff that the plumbing, the drywall repair, whatever it is that we figure out. But it's gnawing at me. It's gnawing at me because finding a 50% IRR house to flip is getting really tough. Right. Yeah. It's just getting really, we're trying to, we're with, when you flip a house, you really need to, it's got to have so much meat, right? Because one or two little things can go wrong. And then you're, you're really, you're not generating that, that income you need in order to, to keep the, the, the place afloat. So it's, it gets, it's one of the toughest businesses really, because not only do you have to find a really good deal, but then you have to have the right people that actually are going to do the work to, to fix it. And then you have, so, and there's all this money out. That's the other problem that I'm finding with my business compared to like when we talked to Alex and Rosie, some of the other businesses you can do with software, it's there's, you got to buy the leads. You got to pay the people to do the cold calling or the marketing. Then you got to buy the property. Then you got to rehab it. And then finally on stage five, do you get paid back? Right. So all that money coming out so many different times before you get the income. So what we're trying to figure out, what I'm trying to figure out, my big why for 2024 is, all right, what can we do to start maybe the one payment out with the lead and then boom, you get paid, right? With third party, that's how it would work. You get the client and then boom, you're getting a payment. So those are some of the things that we're thinking about. But I do like this. I do. I like my guys. I want to keep my guys. I like this business. I think they're, I think flipping is still a division forever. You know what I mean? But just not at. 25 houses a year, more maybe like six, six juice balls that you right. can choose from, right? Those are the things that we're thinking through. 
What and, service uh, would you provide to others there in the region? Would it be general contracting or would it be a specialized service? I think it for so there's two thoughts that we have when we're kicking this around, and it's do you just start a commercial construction company, which you got to relearn this, you got would have to relearn a business, but it's mm-hmm. one that you could really we could really sink our teeth in, which is doing stuff like, hey, if we can flip a house and we can go in and, and do floors and just a complete remodel of the baths and the, the cabinets and the whole thing. Could you do that at an office? Could you do that at a uh, retail? Yeah. You're just going in and you're, you're, you know, do cosmetic type stuff. You could do that really in any environment of any, of asset class. Mm-hmm. Or do you go to the general public, like the real general public? Mm-hmm. So there's the business. Are you really only going to work with businesses, which is I probably prefer than general public? Because that mm-hmm. is a probably more profit, definitely more profit, certainly, mm-hmm. but a lot more what I think would be headache. And my guys, we're used to flipping vacant houses. So you're going mm-hmm. into someone's home at a time. They got to choose, hey, five o'clock and 530 on a Saturday. So you're getting a whole new dynamic, whole new mm-hmm. craziness yeah. with that. And they don't know what they want. And so well, I it's probably a- wouldn't want to do that. I would probably want to work business to business. And that would be with that, like you said, GCing for a business and then creating you know, some sort of helping them with what their vision is. Mm. So those are the thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different path, man. It, I think B2B though would be, it would limit you in terms of how much work you're going to get done. Plus you to get that work, you have to do those requests for proposals with some large companies and it's going to take some, a lot more expertise when you can open it up to B2C. Mm. You're going to have a big high demand because like you said, there's very few contractors or very few service providers out there nowadays. Young kids aren't really getting into the trades as they were. So there's a, but you're building up a, a true company. You have a sales department, you have an accounting department, you have a HR department, you have marketing, you have everything, accounts payable, accounts receivable, logistics of scheduling, admin. That's it, man. You're you're building a real operation. But if you do it right, that's a different avenue of creating value where true EBITDA, where you're building real net profit, and then you have an asset of even if you don't want to sell it, you have a company worth, I think these service businesses are like, depending on the amount once you hit a million or more in EBITDA, it's, I don't know, eight or 10 or 12 times there were a ton of money to to sell. So it's just, that is a hell of a different angle, but I'd love to hear where you go with it. I think your demeanor, Marty, you're great at sales. You're great. You came from a, that world of sales at scale with the Google, with the different software stuff that you did. And I think there's, it's not a hard sell to start. The people already need the services done. It's like Cody Sanchez and Nick Huber and all these guys writing about all these businesses that are going that the opportunity for average people to buy businesses because the baby boomers generationally aren't handing off their business to their kids or their kids don't have any interest in them. They're already professionals elsewhere. So there's a lot out there, but it's a ton of work. We know that, but we know real estate too is not that complicated it's more about it's doing all the legwork up front, knowing the market to buy and knowing the asset class, knowing the buy box, exactly what fits your parameters, 
And then you're just allocating your cash into those deals. And you got to be patient, slow and steady. Like no more of the market has just exploded and you can sell it for 30, 40, 50% or double of what you bought it for. It's just, it's a new market. And if rates go up this year, then it's definitely going to stay flat and things aren't going to, or if they just stay, if rates stay the same, we're not going to see a lot of appreciation. We're just going to, it's just going to be a slow, steady tick up on the asset classes that we're in or, or they're going to break even. Or if rates go down, then we're going to see a pop again. We're going to see it definitely go up and it's going to get super competitive. It's going to be very difficult to buy something because everyone's going to jump back in. I like where your head's at. I think there's a, an opportunity to build a true business regardless of what's going on in the economy where service-based contractors are in high demand regardless of what interest rates are going to do. And, and if I could do it again, my dad has a paving company. I grew up paving for him. Now we've butted heads in terms of how to run the business and he's very controlling over his business, which I understand. But that I, I, I look back and I think, oh yeah, I could I, definitely that business. There was opportunity to be, to build that up and be big if we had the similar vision there. Yeah. It's, it's just a continue, like what you said, be patient. You still got to be patient mm -hmm. because, and then at the same time, it's, it's going to be work either way. It's going to be work. Mm -hmm. And so it's just funny. You get to a point where obviously grateful for where I am, but you want to, you know, I'm blissfully unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. I'm unsatisfied with where the business is and the growth and this isn't scalable, all mm -hmm. those things. And you want to, you want to find it like nothing would be better. Like, is there, Jeremiah, is there not a better feeling when you know exactly what you want? There's not a better feeling. Like when you right know now. exactly what you're going for, mm -hmm. when you're like, I am completely focused on this one thing. It's amazing. And when that, when you get off track, that is when doubt happens. And when you're, you're like, does this make sense? Is this the right move? It sucks. So you really want to, so I'm going to, I'm going to definitely take more time and just, because either way, it's going to be a lot of work. So it's, you might as well pick the one that's really going to be the best return on investment. The one that's going to be really a motherfucker that you can mm -hmm. go bananas with. That's going to be, a, you have a blue ocean and you can go all in and you can crush it, but mm -hmm. you just got to know that it's going to be the work. You're going to be patient and you're going to have to figure it out a little bit. But I want to use the skills that we have. Sales, definitely. Marketing, yep. All those things. Search engine mm -hmm. optimization, know it better than anybody. No, I know the people better that know it better than anybody. And then, oh, by the way, you have a team of contractors that are elite. Yeah, it's just letting that kind of stew and really marinate to figure out that, aha, that's where we're going. I would love that. I would love that, aha. But it's yeah. it, it takes time. It takes work to get that ah, doesn't it? Well, I, yeah, it does. It, and it takes trial and error. And it's gonna it's gonna take taking risks and trying something new. And you've been in the real estate space for enough time where you were comfortable, right? We're both comfortable around it, but still uncomfortable. Like you said, like we want more. We want for me, it it's frustrating when you work so hard and then the margin, some assets are unbelievable and it's, I'm not complaining at all. Like it's been a ride, but you hit a roadblock where so many people entered the space. So many deals have been picked up and just bought and sold. And it, 
it's very difficult now to, I got to be honest around the business and it's, I don't know where that, how much is there, there left in terms of it being a phenomenal asset class to get into. And I'm sure if I continue to push and buy nationally, there's still a lot of decent storage deals out there or mobile home park deals, but there's a lot of risk around a lot of these assets that are older or you don't quite know the market. And it, it's just a tough, it's a tough game, man. I don't think people understand what they're getting into and they think that they were extremely smart or such a savvy investor and they just timed the market and it was luck, pure luck. And, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I'm not sure what direction I'm going to stick with what I'm doing, but we've had to make some lean cuts at the at our company there at the management company. And we're leaning out and making sure that this year we can sustain the staff that we have because we wrapped up 2023 and did about 10 deals and it was about $40 million or a little bit, maybe right around there. They're a little less and in, in acquisitions, which is small for us. And it's tough. Luckily we had construction. We were finishing up and we did another, I think 30 or 30, $40 million in construction. So that was big for us to be able to have enough revenue to keep everybody going. And, and, and I think there's still a market there for storage, but, what you brought up, but you're like the the last step of the chain is getting paid. And there's a lot of other people that get paid first. And if that slows down, revenue slows down. And anyone that does this knows management doesn't make, it's not profitable. It just pays the bills if you're lucky, if you're good at it. So yeah, I'm going to explore this too, man. I, I'm excited. I'm intrigued by scalable businesses. I'm intrigued. Where the trade-off is, yeah, you have to deal with homeowners. You got to deal with people at scale. I, I, You know, what I've been thinking about a lot on the holidays here when I can wind it down. Yeah, not everybody is a fucking expert at everything. And you can't, everyone can't sell a course. Everyone can't be, have a successful podcast. Who knows if anyone's ever going to watch our podcast at scale. But it's, the reality is when you're looking at the league, any of the pro leagues, you have a handful of superstars that get paid most of the money and everyone else is just there competing, but they really don't have a shot. And it's, I just, you got to be honest with yourself around this is on the internet. I know there's a ton of opportunity, but everybody can't be a Alex Ramosi, right? Everyone can't be a massive influencer that gets paid tens of millions of dollars for their products and for their advertising revenue so it's just, that's okay. And that's fine. There's no, you don't need to do that, um, but be realistic about what game you can win. And you and I, if we build a business and then we channel it into real estate, it's, that's why we went with this is because we wanted to make the, a bet that we knew even being knuckleheads that we are, that we can still succeed because real estate is not going to fail us. When you, your kids, 25 years old, 30 years old, all those assets that you have, I guarantee will be worth a ton of money at the time. There is no, there's no risk around that. You're, you'll figure it out and you'll get the assets. So that's, yeah, I hope you take the chance to try something new. But I, but I do, when I was thinking about the social media and building content and being a better presenter, I came up with a couple things. And number one is, and this isn't being beating myself up, but you just got to look at your own, do an audit on your own material and your own messaging. And would you, 
like like Alex says, would you eat your own sandwich? What's the quality of the sandwich that you're making? And I just had to be realistic. I was like, ah, it's not that good. So it's time to continue to improve the quality of the product. And that's going to take a lot more work than I thought to be good at this aspect of my business. So that's that's something I had to be honest around. And it's going to take a lot of practice and one take and one one video and it's not going to cut it over and over reiterations of writing and reading and learning and what's new that needs to be said. And it, that, that, that is, it's authentic to me. And then the, the second thing was in terms of social media and just like getting better at something, it's, just, it takes a lot of fucking time. Like I have to be willing to sacrifice and give up some other parts of my life for other parts of the business. There's, there's only so much time. It has to, whatever it is that people are going after, we have to understand that compromise. Is it less time with my wife and kids? Is it less time actually getting sales in my business? Or is it less time doing scripting and doing production? You can't have it all. You have to you have to make sure you'd compromise in some areas to be great at, at other things. Those are things that, so ultimately what I came up with is, I don't know. I don't know if, if I'm built for it and it's okay. And, but the thing I do know is we all have a unique niche. And what you said is once you align with it, once you feel the conviction, and even if maybe you're not successful right at the gate, but you, you're just committed to it, that it feels great because you don't doubt, you don't even question it. That's what I think everyone's searching for. Is if you, And that's why there's so many people unhappy. They have no clue what they really are supposed to be doing. And they walk into an office and they're told what to do or they're just filling the time. And then you go home and you booze or you melt your brain with TikTok and then you do it again. You know, by the way, you're eating all the things you shouldn't be. And and that's why I just think, but if you can find it, that's why it takes work. That's where the, the personal development of, Taking the time to meditate, taking the time to get away from the screens and go for long walks and taking the time to. Well, the, the thing that I, I learned, Marty, on it, I think that the whole yeah. Alex thing, since I've been immersed, immersed yeah. with this guy, Alex Ramosi, you could booze, you could be a degenerate, you could be a absolute asshole. If you solve problems at scale, you get paid. So. And I just had to realize, I looked at when I, what the impetus of is my, am I, do I like my own sandwich that I'm serving? It's, am I truly solving problems at scale? At the end of the day, that's what the market pays. Did I, that's what the NFL, that's what the UFC, did you win or did you not? Did you produce or did you not? And that's the beauty. That's why you got to love capitalism. Like they're, do you have something of value? Did you solve a problem for someone or not? Over time, it all shakes out. It's the most honest system there is. The free marketplace. No doubt. So that's the thing I had to look at is if you're going to go into a service business, are you solving problems at scale or not? If you if I have a busted up bathroom or my roof is leaking, did you fix it or not? And did you do it for a lot of people? Because that's the whole thing. Like when I looked at his material, it was, what's the ideal outcome? And for me, like I did it in the eyes of, I'm a big health and fitness guy, like we've talked about. So what's the ideal outcome for everybody? For entrepreneurs, they want energy. They want focus. They want strength and resilience. They want a better body. They want to feel good. Those are like the five things that 
people want. And so if I'm going to work and help create a, a supplement brand or a health business where we're coaching entrepreneurs about health and wellness, number one, that's the ideal outcome. And then number two, what's the problem? What, what, why is there a problem around it? Or what's the, the common issue? And it's entrepreneurs are stressed. They're full of anxiety. They're burnt out. Two, they have lack of time. So they're, they feel I have no control of their time because they're reacting. And then three, it's what you said. It's they have poor habits because they're so stressed out and they have so many demands. They didn't organize shit. So they eat like shit. Then they feel like shit. Then they sleep like shit because they're trying to keep up and catch up. Then they feel even like more like shit. And then what does it do? The whole thing derives into addictions. And so it's, it's just a vicious cycle where you have this like a desire you want so much and you have these expectations that you're behind and you got to be more successful. So you're stressed, you have no time, then you have bad habits and then you're fucking addiction. Then you just get tapped out and you melt your brain, like you said. So for me, it was like, okay, how can I serve entrepreneurs like that? And I hung out with my guy, Ryan Kennedy out here for in San Diego. And we were just going over with the, we're going to hold some of these conferences here in San Diego and talk about the fundamentals of health and wellness, how to get not only be healthy, but then maximize health through through your daily routine, through supplements, through exercise, through nutrition, doing it and making it sustainable so you can have your own plan and be able to stick with it. And it's not a big business, but it's something I'm passionate about. And I want to see where it goes and see if I'm able to help serve other people at scale. And we'll see here if that's something that it, I think there's a need in the market, but it's new and it's different. And there's not a pill, right? There's not a pill or a powder that you take it and here you go. It's all fixed up. You're ready to go. It's not quite how it works. Yeah, I, I think it's funny how when you talk to a lot of real estate entrepreneurs, like even really successful real estate entrepreneurs, that this isn't like health and mindset is really not something that is, it's thought about, I would assume, right? My assumption is you really care about your health and, and your mindset and your, like your, mind, your mind wellness. You must because you're a very successful real estate entrepreneur. That's not the case a lot of times. And so it's fascinating because my, I, I thought that was a prerequisite. that you had to have those two things in order to have the third, but no, not at all. No. You don't. But wow, what a great thing that could be for you to bring to the market is for those folks, those just people that, that get after it, but they can also now get after it on their mind and, and their health not just in the business and then how, how much better they're going to be in mm. their business. I hope so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really the beauty of it. So I could see the passion from you. I know that this has been something you've been thinking about and, and actually putting pen to paper and actually executing on. And I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. It's just building a system that solves the problems that helps solve the problem of this. And it's a, a little complicated, right? Cause you're selling people on, <laughs> habits and rituals and it's tricky but yeah i think you're on the right path though man this year looking at building a real business i think i would love to see where you go with doing some of that homework on what service businesses are successful or profitable what aligns with your current resources in your area and what are some potential avenues that you could try out with the current resources you have this the staff or the contractors and seeing what where that could go that could be big man it could be i know it's a real estate show but we invest in real estate but you still got to make money to go invest 
Exactly. It's a business show. It's a real estate show, but it's our show. And we're talking about our shit. Right. Right. <laughs> and now I think there's a couple things when you were talking and you were cooking for a minute there, which was really good stuff. When you were talking about, when you were thinking about what does this media, does it, what does this even mean? What does it do? And we're doing this stuff, eating your own sandwich and auditing it. But I think what we do very well is we're the best people that we can help are ourselves from two to five years ago. And if I can just help Marty two to five years ago, the people that are like in what I'm doing mm -hmm. two to five years ago, that person, because that's the only person I'm really able to help because mm -hmm. I'm already two to five years ahead of the person. So here, here are the things that I've been doing that have been helpful. So that's mm -hmm. the one thing I'm always thinking about is like, all right, I'm the most qualified to help two year Marty, two years ago, Marty, five years ago, Marty. And at the same time, if I can remember that and also remember that the communication doing this, and it's only going to get better, is like one of the most important pieces. You talk about this in one of your clips is how critical communication is. And the best entrepreneurs, the best business people have some of the, the highest skill in communication because mm -hmm. they can so early on in my career did I think people could read my mind, right? No, oh, I know. And they can right? Because nobody can. And that's my fault. Mm -hmm. So remembering that I need to be able to communicate precisely what it is I'm thinking into that person's head. So that because what happens when you don't have that? What happens when you can't communicate? Well, that person doesn't know what they're doing. And they yeah. lose their confidence. And then mm -hmm. you don't have confidence in that person. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you don't have confidence yourself. Because you're a business owner, that person's supposed to be doing what you said, and they're not. And then it's a vicious cycle. We're talking about vicious cycles. That's a vicious cycle. It's not being able to communicate. And I think this is helping me communicate in a deeper and more just a way that people can grab onto and they can feel it. Even if they can't necessarily understand exactly what I'm saying, but they can feel that I really give a shit and they can feel the movement in like my hands and all those things. That's communication as well. So those are the things I'm thinking about. Same time, also... How can we solve problems at scale with what we have, with the current infrastructure? And it's just, that's the mission. That's the, it what is, we're and that's the edge. That's what yeah. that ties to what we talk about. That's what is your edge in that if you're going to build a new business, what new angle or advantage do you have in the marketplace that you can add value to other people? And yeah, so that, but you're, that's a good point, Marty brought up is that with everybody doing social media or just anyone that wants to get into it, I think the real payoff is in it. it. It builds you up as a better communicator and you have to be able to communicate effectively with yourself first, because if you don't have clear communication with yourself, where you are clear on this is what I want, this is what I have, this is my edge, this is my self-awareness of the things that we are good at and not good at. And this is how I'm going to solve other people's problems at scale. Then you can't communicate to a group of people or to a prospect to sell, to buy. Like it's just, you can't, your staff and your prospects are going to be confused. And this is fucking 80, 90% of the marketplace. That's why the real players win and, and the ones that don't. And it's right. not about what industry you're in, the roofer, the garage door guy the paving guy it doesn't matter if you're good at the game of business you win right. and, and the game of business is just solving problems at scale so yeah it's 
so that's it for me. It's like I'm frustrated right now because how many defunct storage facilities are there out there that I can buy and improve and then put in my systems and scale it up. And with how many crazy investors that were out there and bought dog shit for too much money, it was like, it's a frustrating process. It's, and then the other ones that do pop up on the agenda end up being in podunk nowhere that you, there's no jobs. There's no fucking, no good incomes, the housing shit. It's a dying area. And those ones are always the ones that you're going to come across because nobody wants to buy them. So there's so much capital chasing assets. And it just, is it a sustainable business model for me for the next five years? Or am I banging my head against the wall where the opportunity has been massively already exploited? And that's the problem with having easy free money that's been in our system for so long is that those deals should not have been bought. They weren't ready yet. And so the people who bought them, because you could get financing for it, and because the money was so cheap, the cycle, a real cycle never was able to occur. So you have zombie companies that are able to stick around because their financing is so low. Like the financing is so good, even though the right. business isn't running well. So that's really the problem when you, we think at, at the largest of scales of what does low interest rates do at long periods of time that allows you could not be that really good at business. And so it really it, it makes it tough when you, that you're trying to build something even larger and this was not able to this would this market or this industry it's been it's beat it's been beat up and and so that I, not that's storage but that's a lot of real estate right now i think with multifamily and it's just geez so many people were able to get in because it, the money was cheap and then you can get away with not having a really strong business and and that can last a long time but if if we're just going to keep cutting rates which is what we're going to do because we can't service our debt it's just going to keep going. Yeah. So it, it gets it gets you crazy in your head about what is something that's in a like what's something that can last forever? What's something that's real? And I think it goes back to our thought is we just got to think better about solving problems at scale and what are the problems now that we can yeah. solve. It's a good point you brought up is where the money flows, that's where the value goes. Where you have easy money that flows to real estate properties that don't they can get away with not being outstanding or exceptional at management or development or it being a high quality product because there's so much money chasing property that is controlled by rents. You could just you rent it and you can get by. But in businesses where banks don't lend on businesses very easily, unless you're a highly established quality business with a very secure stream of revenue. Yeah, 100%. With real estate, what I'm saying is that the money flows to real estate and it, it gives everyone a pass because there's so much free money that you don't even have to be good at it. You can sell the asset and still make money. But in small business, because banks, commercial banks or equity firms, for the most part until recently, really did not lend or invest in subpar businesses because there's a lot of moving parts. So those businesses don't have the luxury to be half-ass. It's very responsive, right? If you don't provide good service, you get bad Google ratings and then you don't get more customers and then lack of revenue. And then if you have no revenue, no one's going to sustain, no one's going to keep feeding the business, right? It's so much more responsive. It's so honest. 
the marketplace yes. tells you immediately, like you are no good. Now you are out of business. Get out of the way. Someone else is that's going the, to fill that's that. That's the answer. Point. That's the word honest. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's impossible to be honest in real. It's in real estate. It's just they're, the honesty hasn't had to be there. But with, like you said, with small business, you have to because no one's going to give you the money. No one's going to give you the loan. No one's going to give you the Google review, right? Unless you provided the value. And I think that's the real test of a business person. Probably in my eyes would be, can you run, can you scale a small business or can you start a business and scale it? That's probably like the people that are, you get really most impressed is you go, holy shit, that's a real, you're able to really do it. Not that it's not impressive if you do it in real estate, but I think for me, because it's all that this person's done it. I, I, cause I've done it. So it's not that impressive. That's the kind of mindset I have real shitty. But you're like, oh, this is how you really, that's like the real, that's the man in the arena. He started a business like that. He scaled it. He sold it. And that's the, without having a something that you can touch, which is real estate. Anyway, that that is true. The honest part is really good. Good point. Yeah, well, we'll play with it. We'll clean yeah. this episode up and we'll. So ultimately this year, it's, does Marty build a small business? That is the question. I right think now. so. I think we have to. Yeah, I think we have to. I think that's the. It's just having several meetings. I've taken this time is to like just meet with so many people I admire in my area on like their thought process and making a decision on on hey, here's my problem. What would you do? And just taking it all in and then making a decision, but basically meeting with a construction company that does real estate, all that stuff. And it's like, what would you do? How did you do that? Is there a simpler transition? Or is it no, Marty? It's just 20 plus years. Because this guy's for all 50. 60. But because you said patience, I don't really want to fucking do that. I don't really want to, I don't really want to wait that long before you, it pops. I don't want to have to, but I understand if that's the deal. No, I don't think so. You're yeah, talking about so a different either. time, a different era. Yeah. yeah. There's so much information out there about learning what those, you could jump leap, leapfrog over 10 years of that. And that is something that you've done and I've done. We've always done that. So I'm not going to, I've never done that before. Why am I going to wait? I want more success now. That's why I started this business. That's why I got out of W2 life and, and wanted this. I want more success early. But yeah, no, we, we'll definitely play with it. And, and and I think anytime you get confused, I think let's just bring it back to the fundamentals and game of business. And this is what gives me more confidence and conviction. So it's number one, what are the pain points in the marketplace? Right, we figured that out. What's the ideal uh, ideal objective to solve those pain points? And then what do we need to do to solve them? Those are, that's what Alex talks about the whole time. That's just business 101. There's a problem. Yeah. And what does it look like to solve it? And then how do you solve it? How do you do it at scale? It's super simple. This is selling 101. It's just shutting up, listening to what the problem is. If you have that solution, reframing it and sharing, this is the solution to the problem. And then in turn, is it pain or pleasure driven? How bad do you want it to be before you say that's enough and you're going to actually do something to change it? Or how good do you want it with your family or with the opportunities or things that you have envisioned with your life to go get it and finally solve that problem? It's super simple, sales 101. But then it's the underneath it all, it's the business 101 in terms of the, all the aspects of it, sales, marketing, in terms of finance or accounting, how much capital do you need? How much are you willing to outlay in into the into your this new business and go out and get people to pay you to do something? And then how do you serve that person? How much do you put back into the administrative functions and to the logistics or service of executing on this business? And that's where 
I think there's a lot of good information out there. And if you pick the right industry and the right alignment of opportunity for you, where a business, I think you could find one you could buy or take over or partner or learn in some way. These people, it's different than real estate. They're stepping away. There's not a lot of readily buyers in some of these industries. Really good point is buying something that's already been established. And then, oh, you still use a fax machine. I think that yeah, yeah, we yeah. could probably help here with our exactly. systems. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, all right, that, that is a wrap. That was fantastic. Anyway, Jeremiah, appreciate you, brother. I know, man. Enjoy your day. Is there anything I can do to help you? You keep, you let me know. I know this was more of a, ah, I think it was good. I think we were both vibing and figuring it out. And I think the biggest thing is just once you know what you want to do, things get just so much simpler. So it's just once we figure that out. But I do you ever really? Yeah, it, go, it comes in waves. It does. Yeah. yeah. You know, Burn some okay boats. Yeah. yeah. Commit. Adapt. Commit. Yeah. Change. I think it all turned out fine, but I think it all turned out good. Uh, All right, man. Appreciate you. You brother. Yeah. Good year. Take care. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Marty Grisani Show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us an honest rating and review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us for weekly episodes.